0: welcome to the do something beautiful podcast i am your host leah darrow and i share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better this podcast is inspired by the words of saint mother Teresa of calcutta who said do something beautiful for god do it with your life do it every day do it in your own way but do it well hello friends and welcome back to the do something beautiful podcast Today, we're talking a little bit more about ethical trade. So my interview that I did with Lisa Cotter in one of the previous podcasts about faith and fashion, it got a good amount of people sending me comments asking me where to buy things that are ethically made, more information about what's actually ethically made and what's not. So I decided to go straight to the source. I went to Catholic Relief Services Ethical Trade Division, and I am actually partnering with them in something in the future. So that's kind of fun. So I contacted Erin, and Erin is a program officer. She she oversees CRS's ethical trades priority partnerships, the social media channels, and the development of educational resources focused on Catholic social teaching and ethical purchasing. So she is kind of like the go-to person here. And I went to Erin. I was like, Erin, help me out. How can we explain kind of the behind the scenes of what is ethical trade and how why does that matter? And we have this great interview here about that. Aaron explains exactly what CRS's role is in ethical trade, what they do, and a lot, I mean, tons of great information here. They actually have put together an entire shopping guide. So on Ethical Trade's website, and I'll include all of these websites in the show notes at leadaro.com, but they have a shopping guide and that you can get anything from like home goods, to like plates and coffee and tea and backpacks and clothes and shoes. I mean, you name it it's a little bit of everything. So if you're wondering like, what can I do to incorporate more ethical trade in my life? Well, here you go. They have it all for you. They also have this new and upcoming holiday gift guide, which is going to be so amazing. Aaron gives a challenge to all of us at the end of the podcast, and I just champion it 100%. So please listen to this. It's great. Aaron's wonderful. CRS ethical trade is fantastic. So here you go. Without further ado, here is Aaron. Right, and welcome, friends, back to the podcast. And so excited. Welcome, Erin. Thanks so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me, Leah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So, we have, I did a podcast a while back with Lisa Cotter, and we were talking about fashion and faith and the combination of both of them. And originally, when Lisa and I did this podcast interview, and you can find that in the archives of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. But when we did that, we kind of thought that we would actually talking be talking about practical fashion. Like, you know, how can we put together a cute outfit? What are easy things like quick fixes and stuff like that, which is still a podcast we probably need to do. But our conversation took a turn in a different route because we really started talking about like what fashion is and why are we so obsessed with it and why are we created this consumeristic materialistic form around it. When really fashion should just, you know, obviously, I know style is nice. We like to reflect our style, but we should just be covering our bodies in a very basic way. And we've kind of gotten away from these basic needs and we've created more need that is really fueling this desire for consumerism. So we kind of talk about that. We talk about the theology behind it. We talk, we bring in Genesis all the way through salvation history about fashion. It was wild. And so it kind of got to this point that when we were talking in this podcast about ethical fashion. And that is definitely a whole ball field that we could not tackle in that one podcast. We had to save that for a different time, which is why you're here. I am so excited to talk to you about this topic of ethical fashion, because many people don't know really what that exactly means.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think with... So let's just start here.
0: Now, you work for CRS, which is Catholic Relief Services, correct?
1: Correct. Yes. Yes. So Catholic Relief Services is the official international humanitarian agency for the Catholic community in the United States. So we are the development arm for the US Conference of Catholic Bishops. And so what that means is as an organization, we are motivated by the example of Jesus Christ to assist poor and suffering all over the world in more than 100 countries. And we do that in a variety of different ways. So we help with emergencies, we help with natural disasters and so many other things that the poor and suffering need assistance with. And then here in the United States, we help Catholics live out their faith in solidarity with our brothers and sisters around the world. And one way we do that is through our ethical trade program.
0: Ah, ethical trade program. So the Catholic Relief Services has a special department that's called ethical trade, correct?
1: Yeah, it's one of our programs in our U.S. outreach to help engage Catholics here in the United States to really think about their purchasing decisions and really celebrate the dignity of work and the dignity of workers. And so our program, we are striving to help the world's most vulnerable by choosing to consume differently. And so what that looks like is we have a variety of educational resources, we do advocacy, and then The really large tangible act is shopping consciously and really delving into our buying habits and what that looks like. Amen.
0: Yeah, it's interesting when you say shop consciously because that definitely is a phrase we need to really hold on to. And it's interesting because one of the biggest offenders of uh, fast fashion, meaning fashion that's made really on the backs of people that are not being treated well, they're not being paid well, in really poor conditions. H&M is definitely one of those companies and they have they've have been looked at in in many different ways you can get information if you just google it but H&M actually has a collection called Conscious Collection which is which is kind of funny it's like in this one small section of their store and then the rest of the entire you know warehouse is all fast fashion but even them even H&M realizes that they probably should be doing something to showcase that they're not you know that they're trying to help people that they're going to create fashion that actually does not harm one another that does not harm a person that get, that that it has the d- dignity of work so regardless, we probably not necessarily take the the lead of h and m but we need to take the lead of of what you're talking about of shopping consciously um,
1: yeah, absolutely, and I think one of the things that we're so excited about and why I'm so excited to be here talking to you today is to tell people about our shopping guide, and how this great resource is such an easy way for people to shop ethically and shop consciously and feel really good about what they're buying. And so we've made this guide super easy for everyone to navigate. It's on our website, ethicaltrade.crs.org. And you just have to check out the different companies, either use the track link or the CRS promo code. And what's really cool about the partners that we work with is that a percentage of every sale from anyone that's using these links and these codes, comes back to CRS. And then we're able to use those funds to reinvest into projects overseas that help worker livelihoods. So it's a win-win. And we really hope this resource will be helpful for anyone that checks out our website and for those that really want to pursue ethically sourced materials.
0: It's amazing. And so this is something, this is one of the things that really floored me. So, you know, and I had mentioned this in the introduction. But of course, in the spirit of full disclosure as well, I have teamed up with CRS Ethical Trade, and we are collaborating on some fun new initiatives that we'll be rolling out in the future of just really promoting ethical fashion and getting people to be more informed of their choices. And the idea is that we should really be buy we should buy less and we should buy better, and then obviously we should be happy with what we have. But when we started working and collaborating, Erin, you and I, and and. Mm CRS and I, I went to your website and I could not believe, okay, so I get so many questions, so many comments from people saying, Leah, okay, I I heard about this ethical fashion thing, but where do I go? Where do I go? And if you Google it, you can find some and some, I mean, and there are some, just all depends on what price points you want to get at. It's a little crazy. And then some have different initiatives behind them too, that you might not feel comfortable getting behind. What I love, Aaron, that you guys have done here is at ethicaltrade.crs.org, and I'll add all of this in the show notes, so don't even worry about it. There are so many different departments here where you can shop. I mean, from home decor to like chocolate and candy and snacks and coffee (laughs) and tea and jewelry and wedding gifts and shoes and dresses. Really cute. Mata Traders is what I'm looking at right now, and they're just adorable. But like backpacks, you can even get like, you know, dinnerware, like flatware, plates hats crochet hats i mean (laughs) there is so much here and so when people are saying where should i go i'm so happy that we now have an answer i'm kind of talking about this because it's obvious it's obviously something with when it comes to fast fashion and trying to like fight against that this ethical trade is really needed if we're really going to honor the people who are really making our clothes and making sure that they have that they're treated well that they're paid well I mean, can you talk a little bit about that in terms of like the ethical trade and and kind of how CRS is really making sure that the dignity of the human person is always upheld?
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. At the forefront of this guide and the forefront of our work are the people behind the products and the people behind our purchases. So when we were looking at companies to add to this guide and companies that we have worked with in the past we made sure that not only were they respecting their workers in terms of fair payment and safe working conditions, but that the environment was also being respected in terms of how the products were being made and the environmental implications that were caused from dyeing fabrics and the use of different fertilizers or chemicals in the products. And then lastly, we also were really adamant about making sure that the companies that we partner with are respecting the local communities and are helping to build the infrastructure from the ground up. And so we looked at the fair trade principles and then expanded beyond that. And then another part of our vetting that we did was to have one-on-one conversations with the CEOs and in-person conversations with these companies to tell them about our Catholic values and to let them know why we're doing this and why this is such an important Catholic issue. And we're just so proud of the companies that are partnering with us and the work that is going on. And I think we are just, we're so excited to see where this goes and to have this space to provide Catholics such a good, comprehensive resource that we can all feel really good about.
0: I love it. Okay, I mean, Aaron. This is—I mean—I love what CRS is doing. I obviously love what Ethical Trade is doing, which is why I, I'm behind them and and definitely put my name behind it, 100. percent So let me ask you, just on a personal note. I mean, Aaron, you're—I mean, we met and you came mm-hmm. in here to my house and we did some filming. It was really fun. I um, mean, yeah. you are this young, darling, <laughs> young woman. I mean, can I ask how old you are? I'm 28. So young, such a <laughs> so, young. so. I mean, like, how did you get involved? in doing this? like, How did you get to be where you're at right now?
1: That's a great question. And I think it's something that I'm still praying about and something that is constantly evolving in my own life. But I studied business when I was in college and was just really interested in how business could be a force for good. And at the time, I wasn't really coming up with what that would look like. I loved my Catholic faith, but I also was just really interested in this idea of Conscious consumerism and what that looked like. And so, by the grace of God, I really came across CRS when I was in school and discovered that they had this program and found my way to CRS. And it just really blended all of this together for me. And then I think one moment, it was right after I had started here in 2013, the Rana Plaza collapsed in Dhaka, Bangladesh. It was in April of that spring. And at the time, I had started to transition my wardrobe a little bit, started, you know, buying a few things here and there that I knew were supporting good causes. But that specific moment, which I think for a lot of people that are in the fashion industry and people around the world, that was just such an eye opening and very jarring experience just to see this horrific tragedy and know that the products that were being made by these mostly women were supposed to come to the United States. These were materials that would be getting dispersed throughout the U.S. And so I think that really continued to lead my trajectory towards this. And it's one of those things, we just continue to offer it up to God and what he gives to us is just really incredible. And so I've just been so excited to continue pursuing this. And so much fruit has come from it in such beautiful and powerful ways. So it's been a fun ride so far. And I just can't wait to see how it continues.
0: Amen. So, so you had mentioned this tragedy. In case people don't know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. can, you, can you kind of just take a moment yeah. here and kind of explain what happened there?
1: Of course. So in April of 2013, there was a garment factory in a very poor part of Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. And a couple weeks prior to its collapse, workers had actually gone to the management and had told them that they had felt unsafe and that there were some structural damages, even with some of the inspections. And tragically, the factory collapsed, killing over 1,100 individuals and injuring more than 2500 and this became the deadliest garment industry disaster in history so ever so it's just one of those things it's so hard to wrap our minds around and then to hear after these people had been killed that the products in this factory were destined for the United States yeah. and it that that just it just shook i think the industry in such a powerful way and then shook me personally as a Catholic and as a person of faith into there's something wrong here. And there is so much more that I can be doing and that our country as Catholics can be doing.
0: Yeah. And if you read the reports on what happened here in Bangladesh, it's just really horrific when you see the details and what had happened of that the workers came to the manager, I guess, and were saying, we don't feel safe. We see cracks in the foundation mm-hmm. and this is not a safe building. Like they it wasn't because they felt they didn't feel safe because of something else. They were literally right. worried that the building would fall on top of them. And with the demand of, you know, the clothing and demand of greed and everything else that goes on, their claims were dismissed and they said, No, come back to work tomorrow. They everybody came back to work the next day and then the next day that's when it happened. The building collapsed on top of all of them. Yeah. So so it's just it's that that absolutely is a terrible tragedy. It's one that a lot of people don't know about. I know it's one that I've spoken about as well. When I was talking to Lisa Cotter in one of my form, one of my past podcasts here, when I was talking about faith and fashion, and we don't realize that fashion has this impact. That buying goods and services have an impact, not just fashion. You know, in terms of like our wearable fashion, but everything does. And there are people who make you know, everything that we're wearing, every little stitch, their hands are stitching. And it's something to where I know I've said it before, but you know, if you dare to call yourself a Christian, then we have to remember that we belong to one another. That's what Mother Teresa said. Mother Teresa says, one of the biggest destroyers of peace is that we have forgotten that we belong to one another. And so what I love about what CRS is doing is that reminder that you give, especially in this Particular department here of ethical trade. And of course, you do it in every department with what CRS Mm -hmm. does. But I am because of my own background and and desire to kind of create a little bit of change there. I love what you guys are doing. And it's so great that there's so many different, you know, companies that are forming now that support this. I mean, you guys have a lot of companies and these businesses who are now becoming more ethical and how they treat people and safe place and safe environments and safe or you know fair wages. It's really amazing how it's all starting to come together.
1: Yeah. And uh, to go off of those companies, so we have 20 that we're working with right now. And then on our website, we actually have a section. So if you know of anyone that owns a company or you know of some great companies, please encourage them to apply through our online application. We take a look at them twice a year. So We'll go through and see what companies have reached out. We're really looking to expand this and make this shopping guide the best it can be for Catholics because we know that there are so many great companies out there, and we're just a small team of two and a half people. <laughs> so, the more that we can hear from you all about companies that you love or that you want to see maybe make their transition into fair trade and into ethically produced goods, we would love to know more about that. And then also, Another great part of this guide and resources, since we can't bring all these companies on, we've also created a list of all the labels that are out there that you can look for. Leah and I have talked about this before, that there are just so many labels on clothes and on food, and it's really hard to really dissect what that means and what that looks like. So we've gone ahead and described all of the different labels that we know personally. We've had conversations with their teams, and these are very well-respected and audited companies. And we are sharing them with you all to be able to take a look and know that this company is sharing this label because they are committed to workers, they're committed to the environment, and they're really committed to the communities. And so that's just another piece of this guide that we're really excited to share because we think it's so important to look behind the labels and what do they mean? There's so many out there and some of them are not what they may appear. So having a really solid list of, of labels and organizations that we can vouch for and that we know are doing a great job is another piece to this all. Aaron where i mean
0: like if somebody wanted to get more involved in this type of fair trade you know world and they wanted to to do something with CRS like is that possible do you all offer internships i mean what goes on like how can people get involved with CRS with ethical trade
1: yeah so we do have a summer intern program in general for catholic relief services we also train ambassadors at the local parish level And so as part of the parish ambassador program, individuals can hold fair trade sales at their community, at their parish, at their school, at their university. And so one of the partners that we work with, Serve, has an opportunity to order products, set up the sale at the school, at the parish, and then volunteers sell the products. And then a percentage of whatever you sell you can use for fundraising or you can reinvest back into your community. So it's a really cool model. Our fair trade sales are really popular among volunteers. So I'd say that's one thing. That's that's the first thing that is just so good. Shopping through the partners, obviously, another a great option. And then just getting on our email list, joining us on Facebook and Twitter. We pump out a ton of different content about various things that are going on in the industry. So we've written about organic cotton and the importance of this industry and why organic cotton really helps to keep the workers safe. We've pumped out information about fair trade gold and again, why this industry is so important that we focus on fair trade when it comes to gold. So I would say just continuing to get involved with us like that and checking in with your local diocese, Catholic Relief services has representatives all across the country, and the diocesan staff know us really well, and to be able to get involved at the parish level is a really great start.
0: Excellent, and I love that ambassador program because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that every person listening has something in their town in their city of a catholic conference or an arch you know some type of diocese or some type of parish community thing whatever it be especially if obviously if you're not catholic like other functions and events at at, at your churches and mm-hmm. this would be such a great add-on that you can bring in number 1 to inform your local community and your local group so if you're part of any of those women's groups or bible studies that's a great way to become an ambassador and learn more yourself and then share that knowledge with others yeah. and then at those events you know At your, you know, fall festivals and your conferences, I mean, having a booth set up to really start to help people understand what this ethical trade is all about, and then be able to provide great goods and services that people, if they do need something, can purchase something that's ethically made. I love that ambassadors program; that is so fantastic. It's an easy way to get involved,
1: and I'm so glad you also mentioned conferences as well. So we're also really excited. This is brand new news. The National Federation of Catholic Youth Ministers and their NCYC conference this fall has decided to transition all of their conference merchandise to ethically sourced goods. Oh my so gosh. this is huge. <laughs> that is huge. Yeah, is huge. I mean, like twenty
0: thousand people at least attend these conferences. So I cannot believe. So, so you're saying that that like NCYC. And their other group, the Catholic the Youth Ministers Group, that they've taken on producing ethical, ethically trade merchandise?
1: Yeah. So we've been, have had a wonderful relationship with the National Catholic Youth Conference for years. And we've been talking to them about switching over their merchandise. And this year, they said, yes, let's do it. And we worked with one of our partners that does ethically produced promotional materials. So they were able just to switch their vendor. And our partner is going to be able to provide all of the merchandise for the conference in November. (laughs) And the really awesome part about all of this is that a percentage of that sale will come back to CRS. So then we can directly work with workers on the ground to provide assistance. So it's just an awesome win-win that is is so great. And we we're hoping to continue to do that at the institutional level and shift the movement from just our homes and our parishes to these big conferences where it's so incredible to see so many youth and so many Catholics engage with Christ in this really beautiful way. Amen.
0: I mean, that's awesome. And I will be at NCYC as well. So I cannot wait oh, to just so good.
1: be there, see you guys
0: and promote that as well. That is so fantastic. I love it. Love it. Okay. Aaron, there's so much more that we need to talk about, but we have very little time left. What do you think is probably the hardest thing about getting people to start talking and accepting ethical trade, like into their life, like changing what they buy and how they buy it?
1: So I think that for some people, and for me especially, when I first started, the cost. Always seem to be, oh, but I always heard that fair trade is more expensive, or I heard that it's just harder to find. And I think that in some cases that can be true. And then in other cases, that's just an excuse. So, uh, in terms of the cost, yes, I do want to pay a little bit more for something that is going to be higher quality. And then I know that workers are getting treated fairly. And I am willing to pay a little bit more for something and then sacrifice on something else whether that's going out to eat once a month or something else in my life that I know that I can cut my budget because I like a lot of young people am on a budget and am really really try to be good with how I spend my money so i'd say that's that's one area and then going back to the guide and being able to know where to find things the resources out there are sometimes hard to find so that that was one of the reasons we put this together To be able to give people a really clear, comprehensive resource to be able to find everything they would need. And like you mentioned before, Leah, from home goods to jewelry to coffee and chocolate for conferences to backpacks and shoes, we are continuing to add on to that list. So I would say those are the two big areas that at first for me were hard. But then once I did a little bit more discovering and Really trying to find what would work for me for my budget and what I can do best.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's so, I will say, you know, I have started to make that switch obviously myself of these past few, few years. And, and it's kind of one of those things where in the beginning it was like, I didn't know how to approach it. Like, do I just throw out everything and start over? Which the answer is no, don't do that. Or exactly what? And I just realized that I had to kind of go along with this list of, okay, I'm going to, be happy with what I already have, number one. Because it was always the idea of like, I just, I need more. I need more for me. And so a lot of my purchasing was out of some sense of feeling maybe that I wasn't happy with what I already had. And I just needed to buy better, meaning I needed to buy better in terms of ethically trade and just buy less. I just didn't need as much and be happy. And so those three points of buy better, buy less and be happy with what you have for me have really transformed me to be able to kind of handle and accept the fact that yes what i wear does matter and it does create an impact in the world within people and even in the environment and i need to respect that because god made all of it and i want to respect what everything he made it does take a little bit of time it takes a little bit of courage to kind of say okay i'm going to be more knowledgeable about the purchases that i'm going to make and find out where they're made and how people are treated you know I, that Absolutely. really does matter you know
1: yeah and i think it's it's a counterculture shift right so this is not something that has completely become part of our society. So it is very different than just being able to go to our local store and buy whatever we want. So it's this intentionality behind it. And there's this beautiful quote by Pope Benedict XVI. And I'm sure you've heard this one before Leah, but it just it's one of my favorites when it comes to purchasing and he says, "Purchasing is always a moral and not simply an economic act." And mm-hmm. that just I mean, it just sits so so deep with me and has just really helped me to like bring it back to that every time because it really is at the end of the day these are moral acts that we are mm-hmm. carrying out and we need to be intentional with that and with our purchases think about how different the world would be
0: if wall street lived by those principles lived by that quote that you just said yeah, I mean, now that would be a massive change and you would be like, oh my gosh, everything would change. I mean, everything would change. People would be not charging thousand percent more for something that, that doesn't cost as much to make whatever, you know, so many different things would change. But the change can all obviously, that that's not happening at the moment. But what can happen is us, is the small, it's the one purchase at a time. It's figuring out what do I really need Am I? Can I just be happy with what I already have? And if I am going to add something to my life and have a purchase, being conscious about that and being, like you said, intentional and realize that it is actually a moral choice. It's just, it's. I love it. I love the fact that we can actually ground fashion into something, especially fashion, but ground fashion into something deeper than just, oh, it's a pretty color and I like it. Like it's so much more than that. There's There are people behind this. There's so much more. So I, I love the fact that we can talk a little bit about that fashion goes much deeper than just the stitch.
1: Agreed. And this has been so fun.
0: Awesome. Okay. Erin, so at the very end here, I always like to ask my guests to please offer a challenge to our listeners. Would you be able to do that for us?
1: Absolutely. So I think one of the things, again, for me, that's been the hardest as I've made this transition is how do I transition different products in my life? So what I would encourage any listener to do is to think of one thing that you buy, whether it be soap or a new t-shirt or coffee, and think of how you can transition that to be ethically produced, whether it's buying a really well-made shirt or piece of clothing or looking for the fair trade label or looking for a label that's on our website and transitioning that product to ethically produced. I would say, try that out and see where that leads you. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. And I'll tell you something, it feels so good. When (laughs) I have purchased the items in the recent past that are ethically made. And I know they're making a difference. I know that my money is going to a organization, a group that is literally helping people. I am proud to wear that necklace. or I'm proud to put on those shoes because I'm like, I just know that like one, you know, I was able to do something for somebody else by purchasing something so that I can have a pair of shoes to wear. It really is a great feeling that it does give you on the, on the other end of it. So I love that. I think that challenge is fantastic. And I'm going to take it myself and find another small area of my life. Like you said, even soap, lotion, whatever it is. I mean, like just being like, okay, how can I, when, once I'm finished using all that I have, and I do have to buy more soap because we are blessed to have soap available to us here in the U.S., finding that soap that is eth- ethically made and kind of pulling that back into my house. So I love that challenge. That's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to do soap. That was, a, that was a good one. <laughs> all right, Erin. Now, can you tell us? Can you tell us really quickly? I will add it in the show notes. But how can we stay in touch with you on social media? Where can we go to find out about you all? And with what website you have? Can you give that information to us?
1: Of course. So our website is ethicaltrade.crs.org, and then you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at CRS Ethical Trade.
0: Excellent. So at CRS Ethical Trade you can find that on Twitter and
1: Facebook, make sure you follow them. Are you on Instagram too? Um so Catholic Relief Services um, as an agency has an awesome Instagram account and then at CRS Ethical Trade we also have a newsletter. So if anyone's interested in signing up for our newsletter, some of the stuff that I talked about before in terms of things that are going on in the industry like organic cotton and fair trade gold, we send out those stories and actually our most recent story is from Audrey Assad. So she wrote a beautiful post for us about being Eucharistic people and why ethical trade is part of that.
0: Amen. I love it. Audrey is fantastic too. So great. Aaron, thank you so much for being on and giving this amazing information about just how to make our life a little bit better. And thank you. Thank you so much for doing the work that you're doing for CRS Ethical Trade. Thank you so much for just adding so much beauty to our world by reminding us that we
1: are all so connected. Thank you so much, Leah, for having me. This was such a pleasure.
0: Oh, it was so much fun. I'm sure we will definitely going to be talking again soon. So you can get all the information of contacting CRS Ethical Trade in my show notes on my website, leahdare.com. And you have your challenge from Aaron. So make sure you go and you do that. Find something in your life. Just pick one thing and see how you can kind of start to transform that into a more ethically made product in your life. And as you know, whatever you do for the Lord. We're just praying that you can do something beautiful for the Lord today. Whatever it is, give a kind smile. Forgive that person who drives you crazy. Let that person in if you're in traffic, whatever it might be. But please do something beautiful for the Lord. And we'll talk to you later.